0: Come with me as we dive into some of the most intimate diaries a person could share. My mission is to inspire you to push through during the toughest of times, too. Thank you for being here. I can't wait for you to hear these stories. This is Push Diaries Podcast. I'm your host, Tess. Okay. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. I am so happy to be back on the podcast with you all today. Um, we have another incredible human being from Cannon Falls, Minnesota. You all probably remember her as Erica Kimmis, but she is now Erica Majeski and has a two-year-old daughter named Hazel. But her little family didn't come without trials, challenges, and resilience. For women who know they're pregnant, about 10 to 15 in 100 pregnancies end in miscarriage. Most miscarriages happen in the first trimester before the 12th week of pregnancy. Miscarriage in the second trimester happens in 1 to 5 in 100 pregnancies. So that is a 10 to 15% chance that a pregnancy might end in a miscarriage. And in the second trimester, a 5% chance of miscarriage. This is one reason why many women choose to wait to tell their friends and family that they are pregnant and expecting. As many of you have likely heard, preeclampsia is another difficult challenge that comes with pregnancy. Something less common, however, is a form of preeclampsia called HELP syndrome. The cause of HELP syndrome is unknown, but there are certain factors that may increase your risk of developing it. Preeclampsia is the greatest risk factor. This condition is marked by high blood pressure, and it typically occurs during the last trimester of pregnancy and even during childbirth. Hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes, low platelet counts are all risk factors and symptoms that show HELP syndrome in an individual. This is a more severe form of preeclampsia. Be sure to check out Erica's webpage after the show to hear more about her story, see lots of pictures, and be connected to great resources, including links for the Ava Bracelet, resources for Help Syndrome, and Sean Johnson's YouTube video about pregnancy and heartbreak that Erica refers to in her episode. Thank you guys so much for being here, and for all of you listeners from Minnesota, Michigan, and far beyond. With the pandemic and many racial disparities, along with the stress of a year for politics, I'm glad you're here. I want you to know you're not alone, and that if you come along with us on this podcast, you will be inspired and you will hear stories that will make you feel less alone. And if nothing else, put positivity, encouragement, and resilience into the forefront of your mind. Keep your chin up. And be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes. And consider supporting the show at www.patreon.com forward slash pushdiariespodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash pushdiariespodcast. And again, be sure to visit Erica's webpage at www.pushdiariespodcast.com forward slash episodes, forward slash Erica, to see the show notes for this episode. Without further ado, here is Erica. Episode 16, Erica.
1: I told my husband, I'm like, keep the dog out of the window because she will bark when the mailman comes.
0: (laughs) I know. Hey, that's okay. This is half the fun, right? It's like, right. We can edit out whatever we say wrong or if our dogs bark. So it's all good. No pressure. (laughs) Super excited to have you on because I know miscarriage is like a huge issue with a lot of women. Um, And I know I'm sure you can feel really alone and helpless when you're going through it. So I think this is really great. I'm so happy you reached out. I know. I I was talking to well, you went to St. Cloud. I don't, you, I
1: know, I think we might have hung out like once.
0: Yeah. Well, like,
1: cool. um, But um, the girls that I used to live with in St. Cloud, I text them and I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. They're like, oh my gosh, Eric, I'm so glad you're doing this. And I was like, okay, good. Because I'm, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited yeah. at the time. <laughs> so.
0: Well, and I'm sure those girls knew you like during the beginning of some of that. So right. it's, it's always scary to share your story at first, but then I feel like once you get started and you do it, it just feels more and more right and the fact that you've already felt super like inspired to share your story I think is really really cool yeah I'm happy to have you on
1: I was listening to Ashlyn's podcast and I was like she briefly said miscarriage and I was like I feel like this is something I, I've always been open about it. So I really like the concept of your podcast. And I just felt like this was a good space to share it.
0: Well, thank you. I I feel super honored. Every time people say that I'm like, you know, like, I don't have a job right now. This is my job. So I truly am doing this because I want people to be inspired by stories. You know, I it just means a lot to hear you say that I, I kind of, got started listening to podcasts in like 2014 when I started going through my cancer treatment
1: Uh and um Uh
0: I stumbled upon a podcast called terrible thanks for asking I don't know if you've heard of it Uh -uh. but um she her name's Nora McInerney and she lost her husband um I think they were only married for like two or three years and he got a brain tumor and died really sad but anyway she's from like Minneapolis and so Uh she started this podcast. It's um, it's called Terrible Things for Asking. And then it's really cool. She kind of took a deeper dive into women who have become widowed. I think even men, but she like started this club called the Hot Young Widows Club. And um, it's just so cool. So she's like writing books and she started like online courses for women who have lost um, their spouses. And again, not necessarily just women, but men too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and they even have like a summer camp now. Wow. And yeah, it's just like really amazing to see where she's gotten in three years by just starting the conversation. So right. I'm kind of, you know, hopping on the bandwagon with that, but also, you know, trying to focus more too on health as individuals Um, I know mental health in our society is so big right now. And I mean, it always has been right individually, but we just didn't know it when our parents were younger. So I'm excited to talk about disability and women in general and minority groups in general. So that's kind of the path I'm going on. Although, you know, heck in three years, I don't know where that will lead, but it's exciting. So again, thank you for being on (laughs) Um, you. So you're related to, Courtney, right?
1: Courtney is my, my youngest sister.
0: Oh my gosh! well What the heck? <laughs> See, it's like hey, horrible that I with, don't.
1: Did you graduate with Courtney, or did you graduate she,
0: with? She was a year or two younger than me. I think she might have been two years younger than me, but we were all on the tennis team. Didn't you play tennis for a while? I
1: played in seventh and eighth grade. Heidi played for a long time.
0: Yes, yes, and well, Ashley played too. more with me. Yep. Yeah. So it's just fun how we all, and Shelby, Shelby was on the podcast too. I
1: know her podcast was awesome. I mean, I, those are the only two I've listened to cause I was like, I know these people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just, like I said, I was very inspired and I just thought it was so, it was so cool. So.
0: Good. Well, I'm so happy and they're going to be so happy to tell, or to hear that too. I keep meaning to, you know, inform all the people that have shared their stories <laughs> so far, like, Hey, just so you know, These people have said like your story specifically has been really inspiring. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing too, with this podcast, it's like, it's a little intimidating, you know, let's say that down the road, I wanted to do like something more specifically with disabilities. It's intimidating, intimidating for me because like, Erica, I know only as much about disabilities as like my life has shown me, you know, so I just think there's so much power in sharing your stories because like you're an expert on help syndrome now, you know, because you've lived it. You're an expert, unfortunately, yeah. on miscarriages because you've lived through it. Like, right. But you understand so much more what these women are going through than like me as a social worker could, or mm-hmm. a counselor could if they were telling them what they were going through. So this is why storytelling is so important. And mm-hmm. it could be a form of therapy too. So why not?
1: I- I truly believe that. I think it's a great form of therapy. Like this, I know, it. like, because it, I mean, it's been almost, well, Hazel will be two. So I think r- roughly when we started trying, it was like three years ago. And it's like all the emotions, like, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, probably i probably get emotions, but
1: yeah. But so that's okay. If you can. That's real life.
0: yeah. If you need to pull a Kleenex box nearby, hey, <laughs> anything you need to say or scream or cry or yell, like. We're here for you, girl, and you're not going to be the only one, which is unfortunate, but also the beautiful thing, right? So introduce yourself and then sort of say why you want to be on the podcast, and then we can kind of take it from there. We can just make this as casual as we want, and I have a list of questions, too, that I'll kind of ask you to help kind of guide the conversation, but please share whatever's on your heart and, you know, whatever path you want to take, that's great. Okay, okay.
1: All right. Well, I'm Erica Majeski. I went to high, We went to high school together. Well, you're a few years younger, but we went to high school together. I can start with saying, like my husband and I, how we met. I was well. Actually, it's been 13 and a half years we've been together. So we met right right when I was going into my second year at Saint Cloud, so my third year of college. Um, right, met right before I left, and then he showed no interest in me. I came home for a wedding a couple months later, and we met up again, and um, and that's when we started dating.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did um, you dated a lot before that, Erica? Like, did you know that you were going to meet your husband, or do you feel like it wasn't that serious in the beginning? I with him, I knew right away. And I think,
1: you know, we've been like, I've been through past relationships where it's just like, no, this isn't going to work. And, um, with him, it was just, it was so different. And I think the biggest thing for us was that we had the same group of mutual friends, even though I was from Cannon Falls and he's from Hastings. Um, I had friends from Hastings and we had the same group of friends. And that I think was a huge, um, thing for the both of us. actually. I have Right before we got married, I was going through pictures because um, I thought I was going to do a slideshow, which I didn't end up doing. But I was looking at this picture I had of, with a group of girls, and I looked be- like, in the background of the photo, and I see this tie-dyed shirt. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure Joe has that shirt.
0: Oh, funny.
1: And so I asked him, I go, because you couldn't see his face, really? And I go, is this you? And he goes, yeah. We were at the same after party for prom, my junior year of high school. Like I was at the Hastings. Oh, that's
0: <laughs> so bizarre. And then how many years later did you meet then? Like four or two? Um,
1: we, had, I mean, we had still probably, we always talk about, we were probably at the same parties and we just never oh, knew each other. Time. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. So. yeah. Like literally had had a party been an hour longer or like you guys got hungry at the same time or met at like the cooler to get another drink. Like, Oh yeah. It's just bizarre how I feel like, yeah, every guest on this podcast has literally said to me, like, it is such a small world. It's just crazy. Like whether that be, you know, like even my service dog, my, the trainer who raised Macy Uh went uh to to college. So I'm sorry, the trainer who raised Macy is Don and Don went to, college with like had this roommate that she just like met there I don't even think they went together um and the woman that she was roommates with her husband is best friends with my brother in law
1: oh my god like oh my what
0: gosh. the hell isn't that it's, just it's, nuts it's, it's always crazy, crazy how it really that. is so wow so you guys like literally had the same friends went to the same parties <laughs> I didn't realize that he grew up in Hastings so that's yeah, just yeah. a whole nother realm of small world right exactly awesome
1: so yeah so we started dating and um when I graduated I moved moved I well I moved to Hastings I moved in with a friend and um you know like I said I just kind of always I always kind of knew um but the one thing we did talk about before like getting married was kids and we were both just like we were on our way home from camping with some friends and I was just like, I don't know if I want to have kids. And he's like, I don't know if I really want to either. Yeah. And It was one of those things. I mean, we were young. I mean, we were probably like 22 years old or something like that, you know? So, I mean, we're still young where we're just like, I don't know, you know? Yeah.
0: Like, like it was exciting to think about exploring that together, but it wasn't necessarily something you guys had ever like had the opportunity to talk about with someone. Right. We
1: wanted to be, I, I knew that going in, t- because I knew that this was a more serious relationship that I just knew, like, I was like, I need to make sure we're both on the same page. Like if we don't want to have kids right now, that's fine, you know? And, but if we get to that point later on, hopefully we both agree, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we went into that basically just thinking no kids, wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> which is crazy. But, um, We got married um, five and a half years into our relationship. And so actually our anniversary is next Tuesday.
0: Nice. (laughs) That's so exciting. Yeah.
1: Um, And we still were just like really on the fence about kids. We were like, I don't know. Like, do we? We were good. We had just, you know, moved into a house. We just got married. We're like, we want to enjoy married life, you know, before we even take that next step and yeah. so our friends started having kids um his brothers started having kids and we're just kind of like well is it time like i don't know you know we just talked about it and i just said you know i i want i want to do this if you want to do it you know i don't want I also work at the time I was working for a family law firm. So I have seen, I've watched families go through divorce and it's uh-huh. very heartbreaking.
0: Yes. So. Not only in this society is dating hard, right? Finding someone who's as serious as you or want the same things as you. Maybe you don't want to get married or have kids, but like, it's still right. hard. Nonetheless, there can be physical attraction and just not the same interest as far as like life. Right. So I love that you brought that up and also bringing kids into a relationship that's not healthy. Like that's a problem. You know, when we talk about mental health and our society and what we can do as parents at home and how we can better be community members and love our neighbors and our friends, kids, and be there for, for our friends and family. I mean, I think that's great that you're already like making those parallels for the listeners because they don't know, they don't know where you came from and what job you've had, but, yeah. That's huge. Cause yeah. you just have maturity that not every 22 year old would
1: yeah. have. I started that job. They always they were always like, Erica, you started this job when you were a baby. You know, I did. I started when I was I think I started there when I was 21, I wanna say. So cool. and, and so Joe and I had literally just started dating. We were only we were a year into our relationship when I had started working there. Wow. And, um, he did after like, we got to know, cause it was a very small law firm and they, it was funny because once they got to know us, I mean, we knew everybody knew everybody there and you knew everybody's family, kids, all that stuff, you know, and, um, they would always joke to Joe, you know, if anything happens, you know, you're kind of screwed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cuz cuz we like her butter just so you know.
1: Right. <laughs> oh so cute. Well, I mean they've they've they're all just awesome, but yeah, they um so like going into, you know, having kids and stuff, like I, you know, I've I've just seen so much heartbreak with you know, so it's just more of a reality check, you know, like wow, like you know, it it's just crazy to, I don't even know like what to even say about it, but it, cause some people will be like, you how can you work in family law? And I'm like, you know, some of it is actually very rewarding. Um, and I really loved it. And, um, and some of it's just not, and it's sad. And some people can go their separate ways and they can still co-parent and be so awesome together because they had children together at one point, they loved each other enough to have these kids. So, right. you know, they can still co-parent together, but you know, there are people who can't, and that's, um, that's hard too. So
0: yeah,
1: you know, when we went in, like started talking about having kids, that was my thing where I just said, I want to make sure you're ready for this. I don't want to do something that you don't want to do, you know? And yeah. he was just like, I'll do whatever. Like, I don't care. And I was like, okay, you know? And so um, we were both on the same page and he just kept saying like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. yeah, like, I think so. You know, like, I'm pretty sure I do, you know, obviously no regrets anymore, but like.
0: Right, right. But yeah, <laughs> at the time it was probably like, holy crap, I'm about to be like, not a single person anymore. Because even when you have a partner, it's like, you still want them to be their own person in the relationship. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you, I mean, you just want to make, you're, you have to take care of another tiny human being and it's, yeah, it's not just you. You can't just go and do whatever you want anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No small potatoes there. That's for sure. So,
1: so yeah, there's that. So, um, so we started talking about having kids and we're like, let's just take one last, you know, fun trip, you know, um, And we went with another couple, and we went to Estapa, which is our, like, favorite place to go. And um, we had booked our trip, like, in the summer to go in the winter. Yeah. And we booked our trip, and Zika virus happens.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, hey, there's a time and a place for a virus, right? Like, good Lord. Exactly. Okay. So did you have to cancel, or
1: were you freaked out? Um, so I had ended up, um, talking to my doctor cause I said, you know, like this is, you know, what we have planned, you know, and, and she said, you know, you should, you should technically wait six months because it can live in the mail, I think for six months or something like that is what it was. Um, and so I told Joe, I was like, Oh my God, we have to cancel our trip, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, we're not canceling. We're going, we're going to have fun. And he's like, we've waited this long. We can wait six more months. And I'm such a planner. <laughs> so yeah, he has it. his like entire side of the family. Birthdays start with, I start in October and their birthdays through March. And there's like six birthdays. Well, probably not six, but there's
0: plenty of of get-togethers
1: in december so i'm like i gotta make sure that you know we don't december baby so i was like okay that brings us we're going in february we can start trying in august and um so we go on our trip or we you know we book our trip and then that was the year that I, because i was running 5ks at the time and i was like i want that year to be the year where i ran 12 races i wanted to run 12 i wanted to run one each month or at least 12 We here. I I know. That's
0: so cool, Erica. That's so cool. Okay. So, like, how long have you been a passionate runner like that? Were you in track? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I had a friend. Um, she
1: had invited us to do a 5K on New Year's Eve one year. And we I never trained for it. Like we just did it for fun. It was, you know, whatever. And then I think it was probably like a year later. I was just like, you know that was kind of fun. And I'd like to do it again. So I signed up for another one. And it wasn't until like, probably like the next fall. And I just, I just loved it, you know, and people are like, why do you pay to run? And I'm like, <laughs> it's fun. Like,
0: yeah. I, I Oh, And to do it with the community. And generally, you know, when they have those races, the money's always going to a great cause. Yep. A so, lot of like, everything mm-hmm. I've done has always been it's
1: always been for something or it goes back into the community somehow. So,
0: well, maybe that's in your future. Maybe you'll be like a running planner. (laughs) You
1: never know girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I had all my races lined up for the year and my, my second to the last race was going to be in October. And that was the monster dash. And I was signed up for the 10 mile and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I've never ran farther than a 5k. I shouldn't even say that 8k because I was, I had done, um, the Gobblegate in Hastings on Thanksgiving morning and that's an 8k. So, but I had never run anything farther than that.
0: Oh yeah. And like most people have to like train for even a couple of miles. So the fact that you're just like, all right, let's do this. I love <laughs> running. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I did. Yeah. So we went to, Me- we went to Mexico, you know, I'm doing all these races and, August comes and we went on another trip just up north for the week for a week with um, his family. And um, when I got back was when I was supposed to start training for my 10 mile. And I had a whole like eight week, 10 week schedule like lined out as to what I was going to be doing for the next how many weeks. Like it was crazy. And so when we came back, I got off birth control and, um, we were done with that and I, I bought like the ovulation strips and I was just like, I don't know, this stuff is not working. Like, I just don't understand
0: <laughs> how it works, you know? Yeah. Cause you're talking about like where you do your temperature, right? And you keep so track of it. Tell me what I, that is.
1: I don't, so I didn't do anything with temperature, but I did, I would pee on these little strips basically. And it would tell you okay. when you were ovulating, but I either, I didn't know how to work them or I didn't know what I was doing that. I was just like, you know, and then every month comes and you're just kind of like, Oh, well, I got my period again. You know, like it's just, So
0: you literally pee on it and it like changes color and then you match the yeah, color
1: to- I can't remember exactly how they work. Yeah.
0: Well, that's okay. But that's cool that you were like, all right, I'm going to just see what my body's doing. Cause yeah. So it's I did end up, women don't do that. Right.
1: Yeah. So I, I ended up cause I was like, I didn't know what, I didn't know how it worked. So I ended up getting the Ava bracelet, which um, was a bracelet like you wore at night to bed and you put in like when you got your period and like all your, you know, when it started, when it ended, you know, all this stuff. And so I had worn that and to track everything, which was, I'll use it again if we try to have kids again because it was it for me, like I loved it.
0: Yeah, I just okay. wrote that down. That's so cool. The Ava bracelet, and now yeah. too, there's like apps and stuff. Yeah, you can like, keep track of when you're having sex and what yeah. you're eating and like how much sleep you're getting, your period, all that. That's so cool. Yeah, I haven't looked at
1: what the app is if what they've updated recently, but when I was using it at the time, like you did. You you could yeah you could uh, record when you had sex like everything so yeah yeah um, and it told you when you were ovulating so you knew like when it would work yeah So, yeah. so when the right time was I guess yeah so um, October came and or I was getting close to my ten mile or my ten mile race and I was I think at about eight or nine miles I was running which is crazy. Like I think about that now, like I was literally running all the way around Hastings. It was crazy. Like I was, it was, it was, I just, I still can't believe like I actually did that, you know? So yeah, well, I was,
0: um, cool that you yeah. just did that.
1: Yeah. So I was talking to someone and I just said who runs races. And I said, you know, I said, I kind of want to run. I want, I kind of want to switch from the 10 mile to the half marathon. And she's like, do it. And I go, do you think I can do it? And she's like, well, do you want to run to say you did it? Or you want to run because um, you're trying to, like, make a certain time? And I'm like, no, I just want to do it to say I did it, you know? And she's like, then do it. So I did it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) no pressure. If I have to walk the last mile, I will. But I'm going to freaking finish that thing. I did. Yeah.
1: So I I switched from the 10-mile to the – uh, the half marathon and my parents came and my sisters came, Joe was working, he couldn't come, but, um, my dad was so funny. He, so I, like, I text my sister and said, Hey, I'm at like, I have like one mile left, you know? And she's like, okay. Which also, when I'm running, like you see, like the turnoff or the 10 mile, and I'm like, the guy is standing there, he's like, You only have three more to go, and I'm like, Okay, yeah,
0: you're I'm like, like dang, but all right, yeah, yeah. You're, like, whatever. So, so why do you love running, Erica? Like, do you just love when you're like, you know, your cardio's going and you just feel like so healthy and powerful, or like, what is it about just, it? That, yeah,
1: um, well, I haven't ran a lot since I've had Hazel, and honestly, like, I just feel like I'm not a professional runner. I never ran in high school. I hate, like, I have a love-hate relationship with running. And, but it makes me feel really good. Like, it just, I ran this morning because I had so much, like, nerve. Excitement, like, nervous. yeah. I'm nervous and excited. And it just, it kind that of just so calm so me down long. again, you know. And, but I, I love the adrenaline rush, like, of starting and then, like, like, getting close to finishing, like,
0: yeah. And having to find a rhythm. Like I loved to do that when I ran track and I used to do that too. Like if I was excited or I had a big test coming up, like in college, I would go out and run with my little dog. Like, you know, it would only go maybe two miles, but it is so therapeutic. It
1: yeah. It's it, yeah, it just I think it's so great for your mental health. You don't even have to be a runner. You can just even if you go for a mile like you just I think it really just makes you feel good
0: yeah zero expectations and people can get something good out of it
1: yeah so yeah so I did I was I was getting up to like my last mile or whatever and I text my sister really quick as I'm running you know and and I'm getting close to the finish line and my dad is like almost there like he is running on the sidewalk like with me to the finish line oh that's so <laughs> it's sweet it's really cool so okay so I, there's there's three of you guys three kids yep me okay. then Heidi and then Courtney and, okay. Heidi, and I, Heidi and I are a year and a half apart
0: thank I'm you that's what I was like what the heck I honestly Erica I wasn't sure who was older <laughs> which is hilarious but I just wasn't well, as close with the two People. older chemists, but Courtney and I were pretty we close. I tend to and think Heidi's
1: older because she's taller, but... Um, right, but I you're like,
0: I've got so. the brains. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. So we're, I think we're like 10 and a half months apart, but I'm adopted, so... Yeah. You know, well, there's...
0: That's super cool, though, but you are the oldest sister.
1: I am the oldest, yes.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. See, and I didn't even know that you were adopted, like, I straight up... <laughs> Did not know that until you just said it.
1: I've had friends, like, who didn't know that
0: even, like, within,
1: like, the last, like, few years. And they're just like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess
0: it's because, yeah, you guys are just normal, you know. Yeah. You're all just very clearly sisters and, like, the DNA doesn't matter. Like, and I love that. It's just, it's so cool that your parents decided to adopt. And, gosh, that's a whole nother thing we could talk about, especially with, like, Yeah, how your life's turned out and, I mean, what it could have been. All of that is just, like, it always blows my mind. So, okay, so you texted your dad and your sister and you were like, I'm getting to the end and he's chasing (laughs) after you.
1: Yeah. That's fun. So I got to the – I finished the race. I think I finished it in, like, two hours and 45 minutes, which is kind of long. But at the same time, I was really – I was proud of myself for finishing. I never walked. I ran the entire way. Like, it was – it was such a good race and it's such a good course cause it's pretty much flat almost the entire way. So nice. it's not like nice. it's, it's a great run. Um, and I'd love to do it again. Cause I just, it was, it was so good. Um, wow. yeah, so I did the race. We went out to lunch after that. I had a bloody Mary, you know, like it was, it was great, you know, and Heidi's like, you gotta eat protein because I think you're supposed to eat a lot of protein after yeah. you run
0: right I guess it's like replenishment or something like that
1: yeah so um did the race and then a couple weeks later um because it was the end of October and um I now we're into November and I was um I knew I was supposed to get my period and I wasn't getting it And I'm like, okay, like they, I know, like sometimes, like sometimes mine's like a day or two off, you know? And so I was like, I'm not going to get too excited yet because, you know, I'll probably get it tomorrow, you know, thing. And so I didn't get it (laughs) and it was, I think it was probably like Friday night, you know, and I'm in bed. Joe is fast asleep because he's going hunting. In the morning and I, I could not sleep. All I could think about was like, oh my God, am I pregnant? Like, do I need to so I, I go on Amazon and order tests? Because I was just like, I need to know, you know. Yeah.
0: Like, pre- yeah, 40. by the time she gets here, I'm really gonna want to test it, test it.
1: So I was just like, I order the test that night. He goes hunting and um he's out all day. And I'm just like sitting on the couch and I was just like, I don't know if I can wait for this package to come. Like, I just, and I'm so afraid to go in town to buy a pregnancy test because right. I'm so afraid I'm going to run into somebody that I know, you know? Oh,
0: really? You're like, oh, yeah, that, that's when you need to like whip out your child dress up chest and like right, right. put on a wig. Huh.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Please don't anybody see me. So I was like, I'm going to run up to CVS really quick and I'm going to go get a test and just see what happens, you know?
0: Dude, I would have felt the same way. I would have been going crazy.
1: Yes. I was like, there's just no way I can wait, you know? So um, I go up there, I come home, I take a test and it says that I'm pregnant. And I am like, you know, you're, I'm in shock. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to tell Joe? Like, this is going to be so exciting, you know, all this stuff. And um, like it was probably the longest day ever of him hunting. Like usually I don't care. Like that's my day where I just like watch TV and just do whatever yeah, because right. he's not around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't
0: have to feel bad. Yeah. It's like, right. he's
1: I'm, like in oh
0: my sure. yep.
1: I'm like, when is he going to be home? You know? So he finally like, and I know that they're usually home by dark because they have to be out of the woods before dark. So I'm like, and he's down in Canon hunting so I'm like he's got to drive like a half hour to get home still and because he told me he's like I'm on my home I'm like okay like longest half hour ever you know right and he walks in the door he's got his gun and he's gonna go put it away and um I have the test in my hand and I'm literally just shaking you know and I record it because I need to know his reaction
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, and,
1: right. And so I was like, Joe, like you got to see this. He's like, Erica, can I just put my stuff away? You know. And I'm like, yeah. I have to show you something, you know. And I, I hand him the test, and he goes, Are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah, you are. Like he, he could not believe it. Like he's just like, what did he say? I wish I could remember now. What did he say? He was just like, he said something like, huh? <laughs> That's what he yeah. said.
0: Like, like he- huh? What a thug. Suddenly the hunting, yeah, suddenly putting away my hunting stuff, like, doesn't matter. Like, huh, we're going to be parents.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, he's like, all right, this this is happening, you know. Well, now, like, fast forward to, like, we have a wedding now, the next weekend, with friends. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Joe, like, we have to tell, they're going to know right away. I'm not having a drink at a wedding, and they're not going to be like, Erica, are you pregnant, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, Joe, like we have to tell, um, these two couples that we were, that we were staying with. And I was just like, they have to know. And I was always, to me, I was just like, if I, I mean, I needed to tell my family and friends, close friends, because, and I was fine telling them right away because I was just like, God, if anything did happen, I, I need those people. I need that support, you know? Yeah. So, um, we tell our for well, we tell my parents, which was hilarious because my parents were just like completely oblivious to it. We bought them these books that said, How to be a Grandma and How to be a Grandpa or whatever, or How to Babysit a Grandma and How to Babysit a Grandpa. And um, my, my mom looks at the book and she goes, Oh, is this from Penny, our dog? Oh, funny. <laughs> mom, I go, I'm pregnant. She's like,
0: Yeah, you are,
1: you know? you legit
0: thought it was for your dog that's
1: so funny and my dad is like pretty much deaf and he does not hear any of this and he's just like he's talking about about this book and he's like I go dad and he goes what and I go I'm pregnant he goes you're shitting me and I'm like
0: (laughs) that's so funny oh my gosh girl look at you adopted into this amazing family. Your sisters are so close. You met the love of your life. You get pregnant. Holy crap. What did you think? Did it feel more real when you told, like, all the people you loved?
1: Yeah. Like, it felt – because then we told his mom and dad, too. I had gotten them a picture because his parents have – well, at that time, let's see, there are three, I think, five grandkids. So now there's six. six. And – So, um, I had said, like, I'd put like, oh, you're going to have to update this next year because, you know, there's going to be another baby. And my mother, like, she just, you know, she loves all of her grandchildren. So she was just like super excited. Obviously my parents were too. This was the first grandchild, you know? Um, but yeah, it was really, it felt more real. It felt, you know, really exciting. And I was like, wow, I ran that half marathon when I was pregnant and I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So then you just feel even more awesome.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we had, so we told like our close friends before we left, you know, cause I was just like, I just, I want you guys to know this is why I'm not drinking, you know? And I don't, yeah. we didn't know, like it was, um, we didn't know a bunch of people that were going, but the group we were with, I was just like, I, I just want you guys to know because nobody else is going to have any idea. They don't really know me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was just like, well, um, yeah. So we go to the wedding and um I don't drink (laughs) and I mean I had a great time it's definitely different being at a wedding when you are not yes yeah
0: Yeah. I (laughs) I know know. I was thinking Yeah. yeah I've never had to like try to cover anything up but I feel like now hearing your story I'm like oh my gosh you could like ask for Sprite and have them put a lime in it and just tell everybody you're drinking like a gin and tonic right, <laughs> or exactly. like, yeah, like what? Cause you're right. It's like, you don't want to, especially if you know everybody at a wedding, you don't want to have to tell everybody and make it about right, you, right. you, you know?
1: Right, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we went to the wedding, <laughs> had a great time, um, came home, um, that Monday I went into work and, I had gone to the bathroom and I had noticed like the teeniest, tiniest little like red spot. And I'm like, I immediately freak out and I immediately Google things, which you're not supposed to do, you know? <laughs> right. And um, I, my coworker had known we're pretty close and I had told her, told her like what was going on. Cause I wanted her to know. And I just said, I go, Oh my gosh. Like, this is what's going on. She's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, so I called the nurse's line. And she goes, And she did say, She goes, I mean, if you've had sex recent, recently, that can also cause you to bleed, but it can also be, or even just like a drop or whatever, it can also be just like the attachment or whatever. Yeah. So it's not, she's like, It's not always bad. You're very early. So, you know, it's, you know, don't, she's like, Just don't freak out. Well, I can't concentrate now at work because.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Every time I do go to the bathroom, there's just this teeny tiny little red spot and I'm just like freaking out. So I was like, I, I left, I left work. I just end up taking like a vacation day or whatever. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I made an appointment to go see my doctor because I was just like, I just need to know that everything is fine. You yeah. know?
0: Um, Cause and- how quick do women get that first after you take a pregnancy test, don't they want you to go get a doctor one anyway because it's stronger and it could be more accurate? Or
1: so you know? I guess I'm not really sure what, um, when you actually go in like for your first appointment. I think, think it's around like eight weeks, eight oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but um, because they told when I called to tell them that I was pregnant, they told me I had to wait until like I don't even remember when, and yeah. I was like, oh. I have to wait that long? Like
0: Yeah.
1: You're forever. like dang it. Yeah. So, I had um I ended up going into the doctor cuz I was just like I needed to see my doctor. I needed to make sure things were okay because, you know, this is my first time like getting pregnant and it's scary, you know, when you see that because some of it like they say, you know that you read online, like it can be discharge like from your previous like extra stuff from your previous period that's just, you know, getting cleaned out of your system basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nothing to worry about. But, um, so I had gone to her that afternoon and again, like it was never anything major. And they did do a blood draw to check my, I think it's my HGC levels or something, check my levels. And she's like, okay, this is what it's at. We're going to have you come back. Um, and you're going to do it again because if the numbers go up, that's good. If they go down, it can mean you're having a miscarriage. I'm like, okay. So I go home, like, and I had told like my family, like the people who already knew that we were pregnant, I had informed them what was going on because, you know, I'm very like nervous at this point, you know? And, um, I, when I went home that night, that's when I started to bleed more. Oh
0: no. And. You, you knew something bigger I, was wrong.
1: You know, you just hope and pray that, like, it's absolutely nothing and it's completely normal. Yeah. But it just, it, it was, it just wasn't, like, it wasn't right. And I just, I, yeah. I, I kind of convinced myself that it wasn't a miscarriage, you know. Um, and so I had gone back to the doctor. I can't remember how that worked because I ended up taking the rest of the week off because it was right it was right before Thanksgiving and I went back took my um they took my blood levels again and my doctor called me and well I should say on Monday when I went in I said so I probably shouldn't run the gobble gate on Thanksgiving morning she goes no I want you to just relax you know just you know kind of hang low and you know and I was like okay sounds good
0: yeah. so um
1: I was like, okay, I'm not running my 12th race. This was supposed to be my 12th race. Oh,
0: so you were giving that up, but you also got it. It's like, okay, if my body's already pissed off and something's going on and I'm bleeding, like I should just not, you know, put your body through that stress. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: So I just decided, I was like, you know, I'm not, I, I, you know, accepted the fact that I wasn't going to be running that race. And, um, so Um, and then she had called, my doctor had called me the next day. And when she called me, I knew, like, I just, I knew it wasn't good. And she goes, Erica, you know, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but you know, you are having a miscarriage and like, thank God, it was like literally at the end of my work day. (laughs) And I was just like, I, um, I, I was just, you know, I logged off the computer and I was done. I called Joe he's at work and I tell him and he's just like um, do you want me to come home? And I said, no, I said, that's up to you. If you want to come home or not, like I, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to be okay. You know, I said, my mom's already coming here, you know, well, I don't even remember who I called first, but she was coming over anyways. And, um, but I, he ended up coming home early and he just said like, we, he didn't really say much, you know, we were just, you know, like we just knew it was happening. And later that night, I said to him, um, he was outside, he had a fire, like he was, he was trying to process everything on his own. And I finally texted him. And I just said, Can you come inside? Like, we need to talk about this. Like, I just, you know, I need to know, like, how you're feeling. And, and, you know, he, like, it makes me want to cry again. And he just says, because Eric, I was getting so excited to be a dad. And it was like, it was just taken away from me, you know? And,
0: um, yeah. How did you feel up until that point? Like, did you cry at work? Did you cry on your way home? I didn't. That, cry. Your thankfully, mom saying? Thankfully, I was working from
1: home when I got the call.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, I was just actually, I think it was a day because now at this point I'm at a newer job and I, um, was probably there for about a year. When this was happening, and I was at a point where I could work from home two days a week, so I I was supposed to be in the office, but I ended up just—I was like, if I get bad news, I don't want to be at home, or I I don't want to be in the office. I want to be at home, and so I, yeah, it was. I kept telling, like the whole time, like I just, like I said, I I knew it was happening, but I didn't want to believe it. Kind of thing, you know, and it's, and like I said, like this whole thing about miscarriage is that it's such a taboo subject. Like people are like, you're, apparently it's not something we're supposed to talk about, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, that's not the kind of person I am. I like to share things, but, and I'm sharing my story because I want people that if they don't feel like talking about it with someone that I'm hoping on some level they can relate to me and that's healing for them, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, it's all crazy. Like how the things that happened around this, like getting pregnant and the miscarriage and stuff, because before I even knew I was pregnant, I was following Sean Johnson, the gymnast on Facebook or Instagram or something. And her like, probably like a month, month and a half, maybe before, um, she had posted a video about her and her husband, how they got pregnant and went through a miscarriage and I had watched the video and I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so sad. You know, like, but I didn't think I didn't think twice about it. So when I got the call that I had a miscarriage, like I went back and I watched that entire video and I felt every single emotion because I just, I needed to know the way that I felt was okay. And um, so it was just like, it was, I, I need to relate to people in order to move forward with things too. Mm -hmm. Um, and crazy enough that week that I found out I had a miscarriage, this is us episode was, um, the, I forget
0: her, Kate having a miscarriage. Wow. Yeah. Again, small world. And it's like, it's almost like God knew what you needed too in that moment. Like, you know, like you needed connection. You needed people that understood what you were going through which like you said that's exactly why you're here sharing your story on the podcast
1: yeah yeah so I I ended up I didn't watch it the night that it aired because I was like I just I don't want to I like said was try not to believe what was happening and I watched it the next night and I was just like okay like I I was I totally related to the entire episode and um so I you know Like I said, I just, I need those things to, I need those feelings to make sure that I'm feeling that it's okay, you know? Um, And so the next day was that now it's Thanksgiving. Well, oh, I should say, back up a little bit. When my doctor called me um, to tell me I was having a miscarriage, she goes, Erica, I want you to run the gobble gate. Uh. Oh, Okay, because I had told her I was like, I, you know, this is gonna be my twelfth race, and she's like, I want you to run it. You know, it's gonna be. um, I think it'll be really good for you. Ah, okay, you know, to um, to actually to run the race, and I told Joe I was gonna do it, and he's just like, Are you sure you want to do it? And I'm like, Yes, like I need to do it. I need to do it for myself. I need to do it for my mental health. I need, and this is supposed to be my twelfth race, and I need to. I just need to make myself feel some sort of normalcy, but I need to do it. And um, so I ran and it was very hard to do when you know, I was still bleeding. So, I mean, I know that's TMI for some people, but like.
0: Well, um, come on people. <laughs> it's okay. If they, if, if you're a guy and don't know what a period is, prepare yourselves because right. we're talking about it and right. miscarriages are not, you know, without blood, unfortunately. So right. that was yeah. so cool that you did that race. And I love that your doctor was like, do it. You should do it. I love that. Yeah. It, she must really like care about her patients.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just had, um, I was just going back through my texts because my cousin's wife had sent me a text the day that, um, cause I think I might've posted something that day about having a miscarriage or whatever, and that I ran the race and all this stuff. Um, but she had just sent me <laughs> the sweetest text and it was just like, it like, and I read it after I, I read it the night, that night before I went to bed and she just said, she goes, keep rocking your runs while pregnant. And right after you sent your, and right, and right after you sent your sweet babe up to heaven, like she was just saying like, this is what you did for that baby, you know? And I'm like, oh, like, it was just like the nicest thing somebody could have said, you know? And everybody obviously said like the best things they could. And, um, you know, some people, you know, I don't, everybody who supported us, through the miscarriage, but until you find somebody who has gone through it to talk to about it, it's so much more helpful because, you know, people can say they're sorry, you know, but they don't really truly understand what you just went through, you know? And yeah, I'd actually yeah. m- met, um, after I posted about it too, I didn't put it on Facebook yet. Cause I was like, I'm not sure about Facebook yet. I'll put it to Instagram. I have a lot less people on there, you know? Right. And, um, I had a few people message me and just say, like, I had a miscarriage and I felt like I couldn't talk about it. And I'm like, why can't you talk about it? You know, like, I just, I I don't understand, like, why we don't feel like we can talk about this, you know?
0: Yeah, it is really bizarre. I know. I, like, wish, I wish we knew why. I I just think women's health in general is so misunderstood.
1: Right. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with having a miscarriage. You just, you know, it's, it's, it just happens and you know it's unfortunate and some people go through even worse things and it's like it's it's such a big loss it's a loss and it should be talked about and you need to grieve about it you know you shouldn't just like leave it hanging there and just try to move on
0: like right it was still a human life that you lost like that's still a big deal and and I love you know how much Joe loves you and that little baby like him just saying I feel like fatherhood was stripped away for me like that's so powerful even to hear his feelings about it because mm-hmm. um, he you know even though it was new and you guys were all excited like you knew what your future was going to entail like you saw right. that baby in your head and in your dreams and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I cannot imagine the loss I would feel it like yeah. makes me choked up just hearing you talk about it
1: yeah, I mean, and you go from like, in a matter of a week, we went from this extreme high to this extreme low where you're just like, you you do, you feel like everything is just taken away from you, you know, something you were so excited, like something you weren't even sure you really wanted to do in life. Like, you know, years right. ago, we said we but didn't you're even. you're like,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm signing that's, up for the next 18 years, at least. Right.
1: And I think that's kind of how I knew, like, Joe and I were doing the right thing with, you know, getting pregnant is because we realized with that loss, you know,
0: how serious this
1: is How serious it was and like how much we wanted to be parents, you
0: know?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I talked to my doctor and I just said like, how long do I have to wait, you know, before we can start trying again? And she's like, you know, really you technically she's like we should tell you you should go through another cycle but if you don't go through another cycle that's totally fine too and I, I was like okay you know she's like but you know it's up to you and it's you know what you want to do and i'm like okay so um i told joe that and he goes i will do whatever you want to do whatever you're feeling comfortable with you know and because i did bleed for probably over probably at least a week and cuz i think she said if i would have Blood for longer than a week I need to go in and make sure everything was fine um but I it was probably about a week and I was fine after that but um uh yeah so I had I put the Ava bracelet back
0: on (laughs) but what about mentally like did you after you quit bleeding like and you and Joe decided like okay we're gonna just kind of continue on here and see if we get pregnant again like did you have doubts in yourself the whole time like I am like,
1: we, cause I put the Ava bracelet on cause we both were just like, we want to keep trying, you know, but that entire time that we tried, all I could think about was a miscarriage. And am I going to go through this again? You know, you don't know, like, you know, we've already been through one loss. Are we going to have, are we going to struggle to get pregnant? Are we going to keep having miscarriages? You know, what's going to happen? Um, So I was just like, you know what, I'm ready to try again, even though like I was still grieving over this loss. Um, it was very emotional and, but I, I knew that it was something we both wanted that we just wanted to try again. We didn't want to wait, you know,
0: you didn't want to give up.
1: Yeah, right. We weren't ready to give up. So we put the paper bracelet back on, started tracking everything again. And it's crazy because after a miscarriage, I think your your hormone levels are a lot higher and things like that so um my bracelet said because usually you ovulate for like I think a couple days I was ovulating for almost an entire week
0: wow your body was like all right let's do this yeah oh my gosh well hey that that's great
1: yeah so um you know this whole time like you know I was ovulating we did our thing and you know, you're just waiting, you know, for the next, the week to come that you're supposed to get your period. And the whole time, like, I'm just, I'm nervous. Like I'm nervous the entire time, like leading up to that. And all I'm, I'm still processing this miscarriage at the same time. And, um, we, um, the week before I could take a test, I went with my mom and my aunt to purse bingo (laughs) And my friend was bartending and he's just like, have a drink, Erica. This one's on me. And I was like, hey, you never know what's going to happen next week. You know, I'm like, I better have a little bit of fun today. Yeah. I didn't want a purse that day. So um, I think I did. I don't remember. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I had fun, to say the least.
0: That's good. That's good. You <laughs> deserve some major purse bingo, sister. Yes.
1: Um, so um, the next week I could take a test. And I was working from home and Joe was home that week and I was like, okay, like I could take a test today, but I'd rather take it tomorrow. Cause usually this is the day that I get my period. So I'm like, I'd rather wait another day or two. Yeah. And, like, and I ended up taking the test and it said pregnant. Wow. And I told Joe, I said, you need to go to the store and you need to buy more because we need to make sure that this is right. You know? And so you went to the store. I think I took like three more tests. They all said pregnant, you know, and I'm like freaking out, you know, and we, again, like I called my parents, I called my sisters, you know, and, um, and everybody was just like, okay. You know, everybody was so nervous. I think, you know, everybody was excited, but everybody is also nervous now too, because we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Going to happen with
0: this. It's like you had a leery excitement, like, I'm so happy, but let's all chill until the eight weeks go by.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we, you know, I took the test, I called my doctor, and she's like, you know, normally we don't have you come in this early, but I want you to come in next week because I want to make sure, let's do blood tests, let's make sure everything's where it's supposed to be.
0: Right, right.
1: So we went in, and which is also crazy. I, this is why I believe in the Ava bracelet because my Ava bracelet said I was six weeks and six days. And when I went to my first ultrasound, it said six weeks and six days. Wow. Dang. So I mean, that thing was like
0: dead on. I mean, I don't know if because it works for other people. Should totally sponsor you sister. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's pretty amazing. So yeah. It literally takes your temperature and, like, me- like knows your heartbeat and can match hormones from... Yeah, so, what I mean, it's basically just, like, up. a watch that you wear,
1: and I don't know. I know that they have a new one now. Um, cool, though. But it measures whatever, and it, te- it just tells... Like I said, you just say, like, when you've gotten your period and whatever. And I think I might have even added in there that I had a miscarriage. So, I feel like I did. It knows um, all of that. Wow. So... Um, so yeah, the whole, like, so yeah, we go to the doctor and we're like, okay, like this is really happening. But like at the same time, we're not getting too excited. We're still so completely nervous about everything, you know? And, um, it probably wasn't until I think our 12 week ultrasound when we actually got to see, like, you could actually see the baby. Like it looked like a human and we're like, oh my gosh, like, this is really happening, you know? Um, and like, it's just such a crazy experience too. Like, you know, in the back of my mind, the entire, like my entire pregnancy, all I could think about was losing the baby. I mean, cause all I could think about was my miscarriage. And it's like, all I wanted to do was get this baby born. Um, so, and then I was due in August, but, um, and my sister Heidi was pregnant the same time as I was. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That is so great. Yeah, so it's actually kind of fun because uh, we were about a, we were about a month apart, and um, it was I don't know. It's just it it made my mom and dad super excited that they were getting two grandchildren in the that's same year, and they've been asking for grandchildren forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how did your pregnancy go then? How was it? I,
1: Everything went really well. So I never, I I mean, I was really tired in the beginning. Um, I went to the chiropractor the entire time because my back was really sore as I got bigger. Um, and I, yeah, I never really had, I, I had, I would say an overall really good experience with pregnancy. Like, I mean, I didn't love being pregnant in the summer, but, um, Other than that, I wouldn't say I had any complications about anything. Um, If something didn't feel right with my body, I would email my doctor and she's just like, nope, that's normal, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm really sorry I'm emailing you all these questions. She's like, no, she's like, you should do that because I would rather you do that, you know. Um, But otherwise, everything was completely normal. Um, And then July came, and that would have been my first due date with the baby I miscarried so that month was a little hard for me because um you know I all I could think about was like like I could have a baby right now you know in this month and and I have to wait another month but I'm everything's going to be fine you know um so I had so that was hard like because you you know you know of when your due date's going to be and you know thinking about when that baby was supposed to be due and it's not something I've learned to like, I don't want, I don't want to forget about that because it's something I'm learning to live with. It's a baby that I lost, you know, even though I was six weeks, like I still almost six weeks, like I still lost a baby, you know, it's still,
0: still, yeah, that was still a human life that could be here today. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So July came, we had, you know, I went you know, I, I had the due date, you know, I, you know, just kind of reflected on that day and what could have been, but, you know, I continued to move on because I was like, you know, we gotta, we gotta get this baby here and make sure everything's okay. Um, and then Heidi had her baby mm. <laughs> in July, a couple weeks later. And, um, and at this point, like I was going to the doctor, you know, and I was pretty swollen, but I wasn't, I just kind of was like, it's the middle of the summer it's hot and humid, you know, like, it's just, I'm sure that's all it is. And every time i go to the doctor, she's like, you're a little swollen, but you're fine. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm not worried. it. Like your anything. belly
0: was swollen or like your
1: feet? My, my feet were really swollen. And I think probably like three weeks before I had her, I couldn't wear my rings anymore. So I was starting, my hands were starting to swell.
0: Oh yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: So, um, I couldn't wear rings I had to wear, like, I bought, like, special shoes because I would walk a lot with our dog. And so I bought, like, wide shoes because my feet were just, like, Ooh. they didn't
0: fit in my regular shoes, you know? Ouch. Yeah, that's so uncomfortable. It just yes. feels like more pressure. Right.
1: And one of my friends even said to me, she's like, Erica, gosh, you look kind of swell. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, she said I was fine. So I guess I'm fine. Um, And everything, like. We had, we had gone to a birth class at the beginning of August and they tell you all the things you're, well, the woman was like, these are the things you, you know, shouldn't, she's like, my son built a house and had a baby in the same year. And my husband, and I look at each other, I go, mm, we're literally doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Geez. With his mom and dad and building a house and I was pregnant. So, you know, whatever. Dang. I was like, well, too late, you know? Um, and I had remembered them talking about help syndrome but they didn't it was so brief you know that it was just like I was yeah. more concerned about like and freaked out about delivering a baby <laughs> that's yeah what yeah about, and that's what I was paying attention to um so I'd gone to the doctor two weeks before her due date and which at the time we didn't even know what we were having we didn't know the gender or anything we just we didn't find out
0: very cool. So I didn't know
1: if it was a boy or girl. I thought it was a boy. Joe would always say, he's like, with my luck, I'm just going to end up with a, a house full of women.
0: Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Hey, everyone. I wanted to tell you about Patreon. Patreon gives creators of all kinds the tools needed to acquire, manage, and energize their paying patrons. Support Push Diaries by subscribing to our Patreon page where you'll get exclusive content not found anywhere else. We just started a special series where me and my fiancé Tyler talk about life and how we push forward together. Just go to patreon.com, create a profile, and become a patron of Push Diaries Podcast and thousands of others. Thanks and we'll talk again soon.
1: And so, um, I had gone to the doctor and for my weekly appointment and, um, I didn't have my normal doctor cause she was delivering a baby at the time. And, um, she's like, well, you're not dilated. She's like, but, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Never said anything about me swelling, nothing. And I'm like, okay, so I go home. Well, we're living with Joe's parents at the time cause we're building a house and I still like remember this, like we were eating dinner and we were grilling and I had a brat and literally the only thing I could eat was half of my brat. I couldn't eat anything else. I started to get this pain, um, like above my belly bump or my, my baby bump, like probably, I think it's like your spleen. I don't know what this is right here. Okay.
0: Um,
1: and, I was just like, I'm just going to take some Tylenol and go to bed. Like, I don't feel good. And so I did that. I went and laid down, went to bed, got up the next morning. Now a lot of my friends know I get up super early in the morning and work out <laughs> because I'm crazy like that. But that's hey, my
0: time to oh, that done. <laughs> I think that's awesome that you do that. I need to have the self-control <laughs> you have with working out because I should be doing that every morning. I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> so I got up, worked out, showered. Um, and I will say,
1: I did notice when I was in the shower that I did kind of feel a little bit dizzy. And when I, like, closed my eyes to wash my hair, um, I did see, like, some spots. But I I just figured I just worked out. I'm high. Yeah. Pregnant. Yeah, you're
0: pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you're in the shower. Your eyes are closed. Like, I feel like I've done that, too. So right. you're like, big deal.
1: Right. So I shower, you know, get ready for work. And I'm working from home at this point now full time because I just couldn't walk. <laughs> it was so my back yeah. so much. Um, so I was working from home and um, I sat down to watch the weather before I worked. And and then I moved to my desk and I sign on and the pain comes back again. Now, mind you, all I had eaten at this point is a granola bar. So I just like, wasn't very hungry. So I eat this granola bar, I start getting onto work and this pain comes back. And I was like, gosh, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I don't know what this is, you know? And I start, I was like, I'm going to see if I can get through like an hour of work and see what happens. And I literally now at this point, I'm in so much pain. Like I am standing over my chair, like hovering over my chair because it hurts so bad so I messaged my coworker cause she's usually on when I am. And I said, I signed these cases to myself. I don't feel good. Um, hopefully I'll be back on, but can you email our manager and just let them know what's going on? I don't have time you know, to do this. She's like, yep. Yeah. You know, I'll, she's like, it's fine. So I go lay down and, um, take some Tylenol and Joe's home <laughs> cause it's a stay off. And he he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm like, my stomach just really hurts again. And he's like, oh, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to call the nurse's line, um, at like seven 30 or whatever. So I call them and I tell her, you know, about my pain and she goes, I'd like you to come in. I just want to make sure, you know, everything looks good. Um, you know, I just want to, let's just check you out and make sure you're doing okay. And I'm like, okay, my bag was already packed pretty much. And I just, I was like, I'm not bringing it with. Because I've seen the things in the movies, you know, they go in, they're just like, false alarm, go home.
0: So you're like, whatever, we'll get that later.
1: Yeah. So I just told my husband, I just said, you know, why don't, I'm like, everything in the bag is ready to go. You have stuff in there, I have stuff in there. If something happens, your mom will grab the bag. She knew what bag to grab if we weren't able to bring it, you know? Right. So we go to the doctor. Like his parents aren't even, I think maybe his dad was up, but I don't even think his mom was up yet. And so she was probably like, oh my God, where'd they go? You know? And, um, went to the doctor and they're like, um, basically I'm, we're in this room and they're checking my vitals. I peed in the cup because they have to, um, they needed that sample for whatever reason at the time I didn't know. Um, cause I was like, let's just do it now. Cause I have to go to the bathroom now. So I did that. And then they did some, they did a blood draw, I think. And, Um, we're really just monitoring me and they're like, you're actually having some contractions. Can you feel that? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Uh,
0: So you're literally eight months and like two weeks. I, yeah, I'm two. Yeah. At this point I'm 38 weeks,
1: um, pregnant. And so we're in the room and, um, they're just kind of monitoring me coming back and forth. My, my doctor is delivering babies And I have this nurse who, she's just awesome. And she um, came up to me and she goes, honey, I think you're having a baby today. And I was like, really? And she goes, I really really do. And I was like, okay. You know, my doctor finally comes in and she goes, um, you know, she's looking at everything. And she goes, "Um, we're going to send you to United. Um, She goes, you're sick and we need to get the baby out. And I'm like, well, I can't have the baby here. And she's in Hastings. And I, and she goes, no, she's like, they're going to take better care of you, um, at United. And that's where I'd like you to go. I said, well, will you be there? (laughs) She's like, no, unfortunately I don't go up to United anymore. So she's like, but there's a really great doctor up there. She's working today. He or she's working today and, um, they're going to, you know, take care of you. I was like, okay, sounds good. I'm like, so, so how do I get there? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And And she's like, we're going to take you by ambulance, right? Yeah. Yep. Never been in an ambulance before. (laughs) So what did you, like, what did you understand about being sick when she said you're sick? At the time, honestly,
1: I had no idea. For me, like, because Joe will say, he's like, you were so calm. And I was because I, I knew everything was out of my control. I knew there was nothing I could do. And your baby
0: was to term, like, if they got the baby out, it should survive, right? So. You just yep. trust your doctor.
1: Right. And so I was just like, you know, everything is, I'm like, everything's out of my control. There's nothing I can do. They're going to take care of me. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's freaking out, you know? Yeah. And so they, um, I have one IV in, they got to put another IV in me. And, or a lot, I don't know if they put an IV in. I had an IV in already, but they had to get, do something else. And because I was so swollen um, they oh. couldn't get the IV in and it took them seven times.
0: Oh God, Erica. Oh. And I hate needles. Like, Having, I tattoo,
1: when they mess
0: up one time, that sucks. Right. The fact that they he, couldn't get you for seven.
1: Oh. And I was just like, I have, okay, I have three tattoos Well, one was done at the same time. Um, and I and my cousin was with me, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, Erica! She's like, I wish I could record you because like it hurt for me. It hurt like I was such a big baby getting my my little tattoos that I have.
0: It's the worst when the needle's actually going into your arm and you can feel them missing your vein. Like seven times it took them. That's stupid, and I'm and they had to to
1: finally get like they had to bring in the anesthesiologist. And he, it took him two times to get it in. So like wow. it was the sixth and seventh time, like he finally got it in. Um, and I told Joe, I was like, okay, you got to call your mom and dad. You got to call my mom and dad. Like we always joked that we're like, we're not going to tell anybody when the baby's here. Like until or we're not going to tell anybody that the baby's coming until the baby's here. Well, we have a dog and now we live with his parents. Like everybody's got to know, you
0: know, Right, you can't <laughs> keep it a secret. Right.
1: So I was like, call my parents, you know, and, Um, so they, my parents came to the hospital and, um, as my parents came as they were loading me up onto the stretcher, basically. And this is another small world thing. My, my dad goes, oh, I know the ambulance driver. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) of course.
1: Of course you do. You know,
0: the whole (laughs) town knows my business. Right. So
1: I, um Joe couldn't ride with me. He drove our vehicle up and his mom rode with him and he's like, "Do you know how fast I drove up to United?" and I was like, "Uh, you know. Meanwhile, I'm just hanging out in the um ambulance and like I said, super calm. And all I can think about now at this point is um like I'm talking to the EMT and I go, "I'm sorry but this is kind of funny because my grandparents growing up had a scanner. A police scanner and if we were at their house on the holidays that thing goes off like it you, you have to be all quiet yeah you, you gotta know what's going on in town you know and so okay. I was just like telling the EMT I was like if my grandma was alive and not like she would have she has Hastings you know but I was like all I can think about is what my grandma would be thinking had she heard yeah. something like if it was me on yeah. the scanner you know yeah kind of laughed you know and you know, I'm still just super calm about everything, and um, I get to the hospital, and I have not eaten or drank anything all day. And I think we got there at like four in the afternoon, and we were at in Hastings Hospital. I think we were there about probably about eight. In the morning so like all day long I had not eaten or drank anything and I was so thirsty and she's like you can't even have like when I got to my room she's like you can't even have ice chips I'm like oh my god like, I'm like okay you know. yeah so I did have to take a shot of something don't remember what it was and she was like enjoy this because this is gonna literally wet your whistle for and that's gonna be about it just like it tastes horrible but it's probably gonna feel really good on your dry mouth
0: yeah
1: um and then I had to go to the bathroom because they had to put a catheter in me because um so as I'm waiting for like everybody to get to my room now that because I was trying to get Joe to come on to be like, I need to tell like your side of the story, but he's like, No, I don't want to. So
0: Yeah, well, and we can I, later, you can pester him later. We can right. talk more about that. Yeah. I love hearing multiple perspectives. So if yeah. you would be interested, just holler.
1: Yeah. So he told me, cause I said, Well, what happened like when I like, when you got to the hospital, because I don't know, like, what you, did you talk to the doctor? He goes, yes. So, when he got there, the doctor told him, we have two options. She can deliver the baby, but she could die, or we could do a c-section, and, you know, everything could be, you know, fine or whatever. Like, he basically, I, you know, he's like, we could lose Erica if she were to, like, vaginally have the baby
0: was there a risk like that for c-section too because of your swelling
1: no so then when I was in the room they told me they basically kind of told me the same thing they just said you can try to do it vaginally but it's probably going to end up in a c-section I was just like well let's just do a c-section I'm like why am I wasting my time you know I don't want to let's just do the c-section and get it over with and that's I didn't know of my condition I didn't know how serious my condition was Honestly, I didn't know how serious my condition was until like six months after. What was- the
0: heck? I isn't it amazing too that like the doctors didn't tell you, like look at you in the eyes, but maybe maybe that would have freaked you out if they would have right. come in and said, Erica, you could you could bleed out. Is that the they were worried you could bleed out or, I, I or think so or yeah. have a
1: stroke or something? Or oh. I remembered the biggest thing that they were concerned about was my blood platelet levels being low. And so that's why, um, doing a C-section was better because, um, if I had to have a more blood platelets, I guess, um, they, they were already there. Everything was ready to go basically. Um, or blood clotting. There we go. I could have like a major blood clot. Um, So I just said, let's just do the C-section. You know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, because of my condition I was in, I, for one, couldn't have an epidural because of my blood platelet levels being low and they also had to put me completely out for my c section so at the time I'm thinking great I don't have to feel anything (laughs) this is wonderful you know yes
0: you're still pretty chill.
1: (laughs) so I was like okay like they wheel me into the um, ER and I'm laying there and I'm just like I literally said to them I go I feel like I'm on an episode of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) And they all yeah. just keep laughing, and they're like, "Well, not really, you know."
0: Yeah, but it totally is. I mean, I I hear you, girl. When I was wheeled in for surgery too, I was like, "What is life? Like, it is weird." Right? Yes, all the bright lights and everybody's got their goggles on and their right? mask, and yeah, it is. It it does feel like that. It's totally. A very,
1: it's such an out of body experience. You're just like, "Wow, this is really happening right now," yeah. you know. Um. Meanwhile, Joel's getting suited up, and um. He ended up, the doctor saw him and was just like, what is he doing here? And Joel's like, well, I'm her husband. He goes, you can't be in the room. So he oh. couldn't be, and because of the whole blood platelet levels being so low, they didn't and want him in the room sure. at all.
0: And you having to be put out. So yep. were you nervous, Erica, like looking down at your belly? Like, okay, I, baby, like I'm going to be holding you soon. But what was that like being put under? Honestly, like I don't even like I keep
1: saying, like I, it was such an out of body experience for me that I literally was just, it was, and so surreal that I just kind of went with it. Yeah. um, Fast. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, like this is happening and there's nothing I can do. So, um, all I could keep thinking about, like my grandma had died, I think. A year or two before this and I just kept all I kept like when when they started to put me under I just kept saying to myself I'm like grandma please keep me safe please keep this baby safe like you know oh, wow. and that's you know that's all I could think about is my grandma and I just I was like I knew she would take care of us
0: that's so sweet
1: yeah so I had her, I, we, I didn't know, you know, like I said, what we were having. So the baby was born and Joel's parents, my parents, and actually his brother and sister, my, our sister-in-law were there as well. And I just said, my biggest request before they, um, was, I just said, I said, I don't want them to know the name or the gender. I want to be there when that happens. I don't want you guys to know yet, (laughs) you know? And so Joe had like, taken a picture and showed them and all they saw was pink and they're like it's a girl and i'm like i i see the picture i'm like the hat is pink and blue stripes people Come yeah on. I like it my very- happy girl <laughs> so it's like it's what every hat is you know so they just quickly assume girl and so joe's in the waiting room and they bring him the baby and he's just like um, I asked him, I said, what was, what was it like, like? what happened? You know? And he's just like, well, they brought me the baby and they're just like, um, you know, baby's healthy. And he goes, well, what about my wife? <laughs> yeah.
0: What the heck? He's, I know oh, it's
1: fine. Like she's, she's just fine. Like she's,
0: she's
1: she, yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, have her stitched up and, you know, in the recovery room shortly.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and they told me before they put me under, they're like, you know, now It's going to take you a while to realize what you had, if you had a boy or a girl. And I I remember going into it being like, okay, I'm going to try really hard, you know, to remember Joe telling me this. And he's like, no, you asked like five times. Oh, funny. (laughs) And so the big, and I told him, I go, next time if they put me out, you got to record me because my response, (laughs) yeah, my response to him was, is that all you Majeski boys do is have girls first? Because both of his brothers had girls first. (laughs) And I thought she was a boy. So I was shocked either way. Um, but yeah, so everything, um, went fine. Um, she was healthy. Um, I will say recovering from a C-section is very hard. Um, so there's that. But, you know, like I said, now with help syndrome, I didn't know, like, this was what I had. Like, I knew I had help syndrome but I didn't really ever look into it because now I have this child to take care of and I don't have time to like Google things anymore. Right. And so we were, um, we were going to actually, well, I, I went to my doctor appointment and she just said, you know, like, yeah, you had help syndrome. And I was like, okay, like whatever, like didn't cross my mind to know, ask her what it was or anything. And, um, she's like, you know what, but she's like, because you had it this time, we'll know now next time, if you have a child, if you get pregnant, like basically you just take baby aspirin, um, during your pregnancy and that's supposed to help with the preeclampsia. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. You know, I'm delirious, you know, cause it's been a couple, probably like six weeks, you know? And so now Hazel's at going to daycare and we were on our way to pick her up. And I just said to Joe, I go, I had help syndrome. And he's like, yeah, you did. And I'm, I was like, I should know what this is. I don't know what it is, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So now I Google it and I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was life threatening. Like, I could have died. And he's like, yeah, that's why I was so freaked out. And I was like, I literally had, I was just completely oblivious to it.
0: Did it. Yeah, because I no did one not- like, literally looked you in the eye and said, like, Erica, this is serious. Right, I'm sure they didn't want to freak you out, but it's like, gosh, why? Yeah, right. I feel like they should have empowered you to to be more knowledgeable about your situation. But again, it's like women health, women in healthcare. It doesn't seem like we even have an understanding of what we're going through. Like you said, right. so
1: and dang. so much happens with your pregnant. Like everybody's pregnancy is so different, and yeah. I mean, it's it's just crazy that you know, and something that I thought so little of when we took a birth class that I should have actually paid attention to, you know? Yeah. And so basically like my, the part that I had with it was my blood pressure wasn't like part of it is, um, your blood pressure being high. Mine was high, but it was never anything like super high where they were concerned. Um, but I had the swelling and, um, that pain that I had was actually really bad. And that's like, I don't know if it was like one of the, last things to know. And now, you know, when I talk about like when I was in the shower and like seeing those spots, like that's actually a sign of preeclampsia. Wow. And so like, that's why I want to talk about this too, because it's like, if somebody were to have these symptoms and they just kind of brush it off, like it's no big deal. I'm lucky that I just called the doctor just to be like, what is this? Like, you know, come in and get, let's check you out kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like I I feel like I've heard of like preeclampsia, you know, like people say that, but it's like, yeah, there's not really, I don't really feel like I have an understanding of what it is and for sure help syndrome. Like I've never heard it be called that Erica until you told me. So yeah.
1: So help syndrome is a, so I'm looking at the website right now because I'm like, I want to make sure I give an accurate description of what it is.
0: I have it up too. And I'm like, yeah, was your liver in pain? But you said, yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. So it's, so it's a variant of preeclampsia, but the H is hemolysis. Um, so the breakdown of your blood cells, EL is elevated liver enzymes and LP is low platelet count, which is what I had the low platelet count. Um, and then there's symptoms of it. I never had a headache. I was never nauseous. Um, I guess maybe. Well, it says a, abdominal or chest tenderness and upper right upper side pain from liver distant, distension. Yeah, I know
0: gallbladder like, disease is sometimes yeah. common because it does. It's, it's like right in your sternum, but in your back, kind of like you said. Right.
1: Yep. So. I didn't have any bleeding. There was a little bit of change in my vision and obviously the swelling. And so when they did that urine test, because I had to, you know, I had to pee in a cup when I got to the hospital, um, I'm guessing there was probably protein in my urine, which is why they said you have help syndrome. Yeah.
0: And and then they brought, cause they, did you do your urine test at the first hospital with your doctor or did you give it once you got over? I did it. I
1: might've actually. No, I only did it when I went to, uh, when I got to Hastings.
0: Okay. And so they're the ones who saw that it was, it was a risk.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, um, wow, that was, you know, it's a, it's like, I actually had somebody like in a mom group that I'm in, like, say like she had like these vision things and I like immediately messaged her and I was like, okay, like, I don't want to freak you out, but like, this is what I had. And thankfully, like she had gone to the doctor, everything was okay. But, um, Hazel ended up being two weeks early, which was totally fine. Um, Good. I mean, that's like the thing. So I, I just want people to know, like one miscarriage is fine. You can talk about it. Like, I mean, it's not fine. It's something that we're all going, like a lot of people go through and it's okay to talk about. Um, yes. but also know the things that can happen when you're pregnant, because, I, like I said, I was so oblivious and something that was so life threatening that I just didn't know, like it's scary. And, and that's now leads to, we're talking about, do we want to have another baby? You know, do we want to expand our family? And honestly, like we've talked about it and Joe's just like, I'm, I'm good with one. (laughs) I'm like, and I go, but are you fine with one? Because you're scared, you don't want to go through what we went through the first time. He goes, I don't want to do that
0: again, Erica. Wow.
1: And and so
0: I, I bet he felt so powerless. Like, right. just as a man and a husband and being your protector, like, knowing that you're going through that, I bet that was so hard for him, too. Yeah.
1: So he, you know, he's, I mean, that's the thing that scares him the most about
0: having, you know, another
1: one. Am I, is, am I going to go through that again? But wow. at the same time, I just you know, because I had this condition, um, you know, my doctor is going to know, like, she's going to look at me a lot closer. I'm probably going to be monitored more closely towards the end of my pregnancy. I'll take baby aspirin to, you know, help with um, swelling. Um, So there'll be things that they're going to watch for if I get pregnant again.
0: Right. And will you always have a C-section? Like.
1: Yep. So I can have...
0: I can have a V back, but I I'll just do C section. <laughs> v back is when they like suck it out of you, suck the yeah. baby out of you. Yeah, that's crazy. That that yeah.
1: like no. But I'll just do the C section. I've got the scar and I'm okay with it. So um, it is it is a harder recovery. I know. Um,
0: oh my God, girl. So your incision was from the right side of your hip all the way to your left.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's probably, it's not even that big. It's probably.
0: 10 inches, six inches. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's not a huge, um, scar by any means. And you can't even see it with like, uh, like your, um, like a bikini bottom on. You can't even. Okay. Oh, like I didn't realize how low it was. I thought it was supposed to be higher, but. Yeah. um, But it's actually pretty low. So, um, but, and And talking about, like, having another baby, like, are we going to go through miscarriage again? You know, and that's, so, like, now as we talk about it more, about having another baby, I always, like, my emotions are coming back of, like, are we going to experience another loss again? Is this going to take, you know, a long time for us to get pregnant? I am getting older, you know, I'm not. It's scary, yeah. It's it's (laughs) very scary. Like, it's, my emotions are coming back as to all of that stuff, you know, will we struggle? Am I going to be, am I going to have a healthy pregnancy? Like there's a lot that goes into it and it's, it's just very scary. But, um, you know, if, if I, if we can be blessed to have another child, obviously I I'd love to, but if it doesn't happen, you know, it's going to really suck. But, um, I, I do, there are a lot of emotions that go into it. Oh yeah.
0: And and so much fear too, which you hate to say, but like even looking on this website you gave me, it says that, um, in developed countries, the stillbirth rate in utero death of the baby after 20 weeks is 51 out of a thousand pregnancies. Like that's pretty high. Yeah. It's higher than both severe preeclampsia and eclampsia. Um, and then it says overall perinatal mortality from health syndrome ranges from 7.7 to 60 percent. And again, they're talking about babies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's high and that's scary because not only have you gone through your miscarriage, right, but like just knowing that you are more at risk for miscarrying or having a stillbirth, like right? Oh, right. I just I I have a friend who had a stillbirth and I just can't even imagine, you know, having to deliver a baby that's not alive or only lives for an hour. Right. I had a friend who also had a stillbirth and she
1: actually was like basically my saving grace when I had my miscarriage. Like she was so, she was very open about telling her story with um, her stillbirth. And it was, I mean, I can't imagine how hard that would be but she was so supportive and she always had like, she was just very supportive of me and told me all the right things I needed to know. Like, and, um, it's just, like I said, like after having a miscarriage, you find out people who have gone through things that are similar to you and can understand how you're feeling and they just get it. And you're like, you know how I'm feeling. Like, obviously my family, like they feel bad for, they felt bad for us. And, um, but until you've been through it, you just don't,
0: don't get it. Yeah.
1: Understand it. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Experiencing
1: that loss, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So you brought home a baby. I brought home a baby. (laughs) How did your healing go then? And, and so she's your only baby so far. Have you guys had any other miscarriages yet? We haven't started
1: trying again. Um, uh, but she will be two next month, which is crazy.
0: Do you love being a mom?
1: I do. And she's so fun. Like, she's just at such a fun age now where, you know, she's just got such a personality. And, you two know.
0: so fun. You um, know, they say terrible twos. But I feel like, yeah, like you're saying, that's when they get their personality. and
1: Oh, God, yeah. She's she the had the terrible twos, if that's what you want to call it. But yeah. You know, she's, it's just, it is fun and it is, I mean, I, I look at her every, cause so they call after you have a miscarriage and you get pregnant and have a baby, they call that baby that was born a rainbow baby. So she's our rainbow baby. And I look at her like, like she is like the, you know, the greatest thing in the world and how lucky I am to even have her, you know, um, Actually, a few months ago, I had a dream where she was playing with a boy, like a little boy. And I'm like, that was older than her. And I'm thinking, maybe that first baby was a boy. And maybe wow. that was her brother that she was playing with.
0: Oh my know? gosh, that gives me the chills. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was like a very peaceful thing for you to wake up from that and be like, holy crap, yeah. I, think I just dreamed about... Hazel and her brother.
1: So I'm pretty convinced that the baby was a boy.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, girl. That's pretty
1: amazing. So that's what I like to believe, and that's what I'm just going to believe, is the baby was a boy, and, you know, she had a brother, hopefully. And um, But I always say, too, you know, with my grandma being gone, well, both my grandparents gone now, I, you know, kind of jokingly in the beginning would say, like, well, grandma just needed a grandchild in heaven with her. Right. I'm like, if I can give that to her, I guess I will, you know? Yeah.
0: I (laughs) love that you're looking at that in a positive way, like trusting even before you went into your surgery, like, you know, praying to God, praying to your grandma, like, Hey, look out for us. I think that's a really healthy way to look at it because what's the, the alternative isn't healthy, right? Like you just constantly feeling like that, like you killed the baby or, you know, whatever horrible things or fears that you could let into your mind, like Erica, the fact that you can look at that loss and say like grandma's with him is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I try to be, I mean, yeah, it is hard for me and I still have days where, you know, I think about that baby all the time and it's, it's something you don't, um, forget about it. You don't like cuz some people will just say like oh just forget about it and move on. I'm like it's not something you would just forget about though. You have to go through the loss. You have to go through the grieving of it. And um and then on top of that it's like you know, do you want to get pregnant again and you know, dealing with the, it's a lot of emotions like going from pregnancy or from miscarriage to pregnancy and then oh my gosh, I can't imagine.
0: Yeah. yeah. And now you being a mom like yeah. thinking about doing it again.
1: Yeah, which is scary. Um, But it's just, I try to be, even though I grieve with a lot of it still, I still try to be positive about it. You know, I still, you know, I still like to share, like, I like to share my story because I just, like I keep saying, like, I just want to make sure that if there's somebody out there who can just relate to me and just, they need somebody to just listen to and listening to this is going to help them heal, And, and I heard, then I'm glad that I could help that person. Absolutely.
0: You know? so, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We need to talk about all this way more in our society. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I agree. Pre- preeclampsia, that's pretty common and like mm-hmm. ovarian cysts and like just the amount of chemicals that were around every day. Right. And like yeah. our hormones, like you said, and birth control, I mean, everything surrounding all that is such a toss up with each individual person. Right. Um, So with you being adopted, have you, have you and Joe talked about potentially adopting? What are your feelings about that?
1: I, I would love because I am adopted. I've always said that I am not opposed to it. Like I, I would love to adopt because if I could do what my parents did for me, like
0: yeah, your parents are
1: right. so. I mean, yeah. If if it came down to like us not being able to get pregnant again, I would love to visit that issue because, or that not issue, but I would love to visit that conversation with Joe because, yeah. um, you know, I would lo- love to be able to give a a baby their a home, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Or or even like, have you guys thought about getting a surrogate or? I Anything know, like I that? Know. Yeah. Dude, you have it. so many options. But Erica, the more babies you have, are you more at risk of dying? Like, does your risk go up? Does your preeclampsia and your help syndrome get worse with each pregnancy? I wonder if you're more at risk each time.
1: Um So I could have a perfectly normal, healthy pregnancy and not have help syndrome again. Wow. Uh, but... Um, like some, and I've heard of it being like where somebody has like a healthy, normal pregnancy the first time. And then the second pregnancy, they might have help syndrome, but, um, gosh, yeah, I could probably get it again, but, um, you know, they're obviously going to be monitoring me extra close if we do get right. it again. So, right. and they'll,
0: yeah, thank God. It's not like a foreign thing for you. You know, that this is a possibility you and Joe both know how to advocate for yourself this time around. And right. I mean, I think it's cool that you're not giving up, you know, in your little family. Do you guys think you'll try again or you just don't know yet?
1: <laughs> well, with me, because of having help syndrome, uh, my doctor told me to wait two years to get pregnant again. And honestly, I was like, oh, I'm fine with that. I'm not even close to being ready. You know, and when I had Hazel, I was like, nope, I'm, I'm yeah. good. no, I'm i you know. Um, we are talking about it more now because obviously if I, because I'm a planner, I need to make sure that this baby, this next baby would hopefully not be born between November.
0: And how how many runs can you get in before you have your baby? Right. Right. Exactly. So, uh, it's exciting. You'll definitely have to keep us posted and, you know, girl, if you get pregnant again and you know, whether great things happen or there are more trials down the road, like I'm here for you. I think it's great that you shared all of this. And, you know, it's a journey, right? Life's a journey. And the fact that you're able to create a human life is remarkable. So, yeah, I just pray that you stay healthy. And so, like, what has this taught you now as a mom and as a citizen? Like, and you working in the job you're in, like, what understanding has it given you now going out into the world? Or what goals do you have? just as a woman moving throughout life after this loss?
1: Um, well, I will say like, I look at life a lot differently um, from having her. Um, I'm also thankful for a job that gives me the ability to work from home and be flexible um, for when she's sick or daycare closes or whatever. Well, or when COVID happens.
0: Right. Yeah. Another <laughs> and
1: virus. But, um, and you know, you, I, and that was one thing too. So when we, when COVID happened, our daycare, cause we go to an in-home, she closed for seven weeks. Hazel was home. Uh-huh. And our, thankfully my job was super, um, fle- they were flexible with everybody who had children and had to have kids home and you you have know, to be, work for yeah. children at the same time, you know? Um, so those seven weeks that Hazel was home, it was hard. It was super, super hard trying to work with her here. But at the same time, she learned to say more words in those seven weeks. That I just, I tried super hard to just appreciate every day that I had home with her because I know I'm never going to get that again. So, as hard as the days were some days, I really tried to appreciate everything. Even if I wanted to lose my cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, that's. That is a great, great thing. I mean, time, the way that we spend our time and if, if people can just figure out how to be present and appreciative, like you're saying, that's so powerful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I've, I've also learned too, you know, I think when we were younger, we'd always be like, oh, when are you having kids? Like, you're married. When are you going to have kids? You know, kind of thing. And going through a miscarriage, I, I can't even ask that, a person that question anymore. Because for one, it's not my business. And for two, I don't know what they're struggling with. So it's just not a question I ask anymore because I don't know what somebody might be going through. So um, because I know, like, I know there are people out there who get married and they're just like, yeah, we're going to have kids right away. But, you know, you don't know, like, where they're at. And so I've just kind of quit asking the question. and because it's not my business. And, you know, if something happens and they want to reach out to me because they had a miscarriage and talk to me about it, I'm here. Like,
0: great. Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's so much pressure too around that, like you're saying. And I know on the podcast, we've talked about comparison and, but it's hard because we're young women and we're newly, you know, engaged and married. And it's like, yeah, it's it's very easy and common even for mother in laws, right? To be like, oh, yeah. When are you gonna give me another kid? And it's like, right? hold on, we're talking about my body here, not just like <laughs> if only truly storks brought us babies, then right. we could talk about it sooner. But right. My gosh. Well, you have been through so much and like I said, keep keep us in the loop. If if you guys get pregnant again and you wanna do like a update, would love to hear about it. So sure. Thank you for coming on Erica. And I'm Thank so excited for, for you guys. Yeah. I'm so excited for you guys to maybe have more kids <laughs> or not, or not no pressure, but yeah, all right. We'll see what
1: happens. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's pretty amazing too. Just like how resilient you were without even knowing the true dangers, but you just like trusted the doctors and Joe was there and your family was there and I'm just so happy everything went so well because it really could not have gone so well had you right. delivered that baby naturally and bled out or something. Right. It's scary. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. So I'm I'm gonna share the help syndrome website that you sent me. Yeah, for sure. Um, if there's any like books or anything to um that video of that gymnast, what is her name again? Sean.
1: Sean Johnson
0: East johnson east i want to go find that because that sounds really powerful they
1: have a youtube channel um and it's from a few years ago if if you if i don't if you don't find it before me i'll i'll, look I'll for holler, it. yeah
0: or, or send it to me and then the other thing too like i know we're friends on facebook but whatever pictures you want to go with your episode or you just shoot them my way sure um and then, yeah, if there's anything else that you can think of that might be beneficial for people to read. Otherwise, like, I'm just on this website. There's a ton. You can find healthcare providers, current events, news. Canada has even got, um, I guess, they're a part of this foundation. That's great. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Well, thank you, Erica. This is super great. I'm so happy you were able to come on. Well, thank you for having me. I
1: was a little nervous in the beginning. But like, like you said, once you get going, it's not so yeah. bad. No,
0: you did a great job. And editing is going to be super easy. I don't even feel like there's really much to edit. It's great because we have an hour and 44 minutes of content, which is rare because sometimes people don't share very long. So thank you for just being so vulnerable. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, it's good to chat with you. (laughs) You too. You take care. And um, are you cool too? Are you on Instagram? Like if people want to talk to you, how should I get them connected with you? Um, I am on Facebook
1: and Instagram. My Instagram is just EL Majeski.
0: EL Majeski. That's easy enough.
1: That's just fine.
0: Perfect.
1: (laughs) All right. We'll see you later.
0: (laughs) All right, Erica. Thanks for sharing your story. Yes. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Have a great day and we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. This has been Push Diaries Podcast. Please visit our website at pushdiariespodcast.com to see our mission and learn more about the guests. This is your podcast too. I want to hear your stories. Email me at pushdiariespodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pushdiariespodcast. Thank you for listening.